Aspiring Headliner with QSC. Today we're welcoming Skandra onto the show. So welcome. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? Really good, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, I know you split your time between Paris and LA as well, don't you? So where are we speaking to you from today? Uh, currently I'm in Paris. I've been here for the last couple of weeks and I think we're here for another uh, week and a half. Oh, okay. Are you um, are you busy working while you're over there? Are you able to get things done despite, you know, everything that's going on at the moment? Yeah, I think all of us are now accustomed to working from our computers. So. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, fine. definitely. And have you had any plans that have had to be cancelled because of the pandemic? Were you meant to be performing or anything? Yeah, um, I actually was going to release my EP in March and I was going to do this big release show in Los Angeles and then I had to cancel um, everything, obviously, uh, once the pandemic hit the US. So definitely, um, but, you know, uh, keeping busy otherwise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I'm guessing you're really missing performing live then, are you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I haven't. I also... Um, I had older bands, you know, and so I haven't performed live in a few years. And so I was really looking forward to it, but oh, well. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Everyone's kind of in the same boat. But yeah, it definitely sucks, uh, especially, well, yeah, musicians. Um, but you like a creative outlet, I suppose, as well, don't you? So it must just be really difficult to suddenly be at home, especially when you're trying to promote your music, right? Yeah, absolutely. I had to figure out different ways to do so. Mm. And um, so you've been touring the world since you've been 15 in the band The Tints as a singer, songwriter and keyboardist. So, And you recorded an album and toured the world with them. So what was that period of your life like? Because it's very young to be doing, you know, such exciting stuff and travelling everywhere, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it was just um, surprising. Uh, I had joined the band um, when I was 15 and... They were covering white stripes band, uh, white stripes songs in their garage. You know, it was like, uh, and I had written songs, and and they asked me to come on board, and we ended up uh, creating EPs and recording and touring, and it all kind of happened so quickly. Um, and thankfully, I'd, I'd been ahead in school, so I graduated very young. I graduated at fifteen, mm-hmm. and so it kind of uh, gave me the freedom to pursue that path and my passion. Mm. And how long were you with them for? Uh, I think we were together for three or four years. Okay. So um, what do you think you learned from, you must have had some, well, really unique experiences, especially for someone your age at the time. You know, what did you learn from, you know, being on the road and living that kind of lifestyle about the music industry? Um, I guess I... I guess I learned that with, like, anything, I guess with anything in the arts is that... um, you really just have to work hard and you have to be willing to work really, really, really hard because um, there are so many artists in the world and so many people who are so talented. Um, but it's really a matter of gaining that independent uh, like worth and talent and um, ambition that really gets you anywhere in life. You know, um, it's not just about who you know or what you do. It's like really just about the uh universal like package of like uh persistence and working hard and getting better and growing and being willing to like change with the times as well um and i think that would be the the main things i learned in that time Mm. and how do you compare being in a band to doing your own solo stuff what's the difference or any big differences for you um 
<laughs> That's a funny question. I guess for me, I'm pretty empathetic, you know, so I really like to consider the best for everyone involved. Um, I think that being in a band, um, you want to empathize with what everyone wants. And as a solo artist, um, it's okay to just want what I want and go for it and make it and create it exactly as I envision it. Um, so I guess that would be the biggest difference is um, letting go of that. Um, in some ways, it's so, it helps you grow and makes you think outside of a box maybe that you have. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, being a solo artist, I think, um, gives you a freedom that you didn't have before. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose you can just do whatever you want to do music-wise and you don't have... Um, the whole group discussion type thing and you can just kind of go in with your own vision can't you yeah exactly mm. and you also have scored over 30 films so you know uh, obviously in the same music family as being in a band but completely different isn't it so how did you get into doing that um a friend of mine and i um always had um a visual um aspect to music and we both always had like scenes in our head uh, when we were making music and so we thought oh well why don't we start a composing company and so in 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 doing that we actually fell into quite a lot of projects within the first six months and then that led us to film after film after film for quite a few years and um uh we were discovered by certain music supervisors and this and that and so it just kind of naturally happened and i think because um we're such visual artists even sonically it's like uh if you picture something in your head while you're making music um it's a lot easier to be given you know imagery or film and write to it um as a result so um i mean it was it was amazing i i don't see my future holding scoring films unless i really love the project um but i definitely learned a lot and i became a better musician for it yeah, I can imagine, because doing so many films as well, what genres did you score? Was it all different kinds of um, films and different kinds of music, therefore, that, that needed to go um, with the soundtrack? Yeah, it was every type of music. I mean, I had to delve into learning how to orchestrate strings and quartets, and then I had to learn samba, and I had to learn uh, how to write country music and old country music, bluegrass, and um, it was definitely quite a, a learning curve <laughs> it sounds like it very different stuff that was there anything in particular you liked um scoring in terms of genres like horror for instance or something that was really challenging or fun in particular um my favorite was always uh like these coming of age films like uh films about like uh there's quite a few that were about a young woman finding herself you know whether it was through high school or through college or through some experience and um, I felt like the character uh, arc was always so fun to capture and it always tended to be this like ambient or orchestrated type of genre. It was like ethereal, I guess I would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just creating that emotional uh, curve of that character uh, to me was like for me was the most fun for sure. I guess because I probably related to it in that time yeah okay yeah I totally get that um yeah yeah, so on to um you know your own music now as well so you've released a small collection of your own music with the full-blown album on the way and uh it's really interesting for any listeners that don't know so recently your husband's tiktok went viral and it had 
18.7 million views and 4.1 million likes to date. I mean, it's probably more since I've looked at that. And um, he confesses that he blew both of your life savings, basically, on working on your music. And he needs the help of the internet to promote your new song and, you know, help you live your dream. So um, it's a really great video as well, anyone. You should check it out. It's quite funny as well and um, quite heartfelt. So it sounds like you've really both given all, you know, literally you're all to helping you realise this dream and, you know, getting your music out there into the world. Is that the case then? Yeah, I mean, um, we, you know, I set out to record and, and he very much believed in my art and we had money set aside and we thought, okay, well, what do we want to do with this? And, um, you know, he has, you know, he's a director and he's an amazing artist himself. So it was kind of like, all right, well, it's my turn. I'm just going to go for it and give it my all. I have these songs ready and I have this vision for this project. And so, um, yeah, we just gave it our all. And unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, uh, the pandemic hit and it gave us a second to reflect and figure out um, how much uh, we wanted to put into it and uh, how to promote it to the world. Um, obviously, I had to cancel all the plans we had originally. And so he had the bright idea of creating that video and I really didn't expect much from it. I was happy with like a thousand streams or, you know, a hundred thousand views or whatever and woke up the next morning to quite more than that. So, um, it's probably the, the sweetest, most wonderful thing anyone's ever done for me. And, um, very cool. <laughs> Changed my life. So what did you think when the video started to go viral and your husband's plan actually started to work? You know, you're getting all of this attention and, you know, people really were paying attention to it, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, I uh, uh, the first night we uh, posted it, um, we had, uh, I think we had a thousand more streams when we went to sleep. And I was very happy about that. And we went, we went to sleep and I woke up around six in the morning and I tried really hard not to look at my phone because I kind of didn't want to know. And I kind of wanted to sleep longer anyway. Yeah. And, um, and then when I finally did check it, uh, it was up to 60,000 streams and the video had like nearly a million views. And, um, I was overwhelmed. I mean, I couldn't believe it. And he was still asleep and, um, I woke him up by kissing him because I was crying because I was so happy about it. And then as the day progressed, I started getting, um, you know, emails from major labels and all these things started happening. I had to drive uh, five hours to my friend's birthday that day. And it was just, just like basically launched me into this week um, where my whole musical career uh, changed and my whole life changed. Um, So it was uh, amazing. It was incredible. Mm. And how did that conversation go between you when you both decided we were going to use all your life savings to, you know, turn your dream into reality? That must have been an interesting conversation. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, um, he pushed me more than I pushed it. Um, You know, he, uh, I think, because I've been doing music for so long, you know, I think when you have uh, failures or, or things that you know, experiences, you think to yourself, well, is it worth it? Like, am am I good enough? Is this good enough? Like, is this even worth anything in this world? You know, and, um, being the good husband that he is, he was like, no, it is. I mean, he's like, you, you have worked so hard to expose other artists because I have this organization in Los Angeles where I've been doing that for years. And, um, you know, I, I, I have humanitarian 
certain aspects to like my work and I just like really believe in this delusion, I guess, for lack of a better word. And, um, and so he really just pushed me. He really pushed me and said, like, this is what we're going to do and we're going to do it. And it's just too bad if uh, you have any uh, consideration against it, but we're just going to go for it. So <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. So supportive. That's brilliant. Um, so why did you decide that now is the time you wanted to release your own music and put your own stuff out there? Um, well, I guess I, in November, I recorded the songs. I was going to release them in March. And then um, the pandemic hit, so I started focusing on other aspects of my life. And then a few months in, I just, you know, I was just like, like to hell with that. I'm just going to get these songs out there in the world. I did um, two self-releases, uh, independent releases um, at the beginning. And then once it was uh, time to release Rivers and the music video um, we decided to just like, you know, do more than what I'd done for those two first releases. I just feel like also too, uh, during this time, I think it's good to get more art and more creation into the world because it seems like the whole world stopped, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. And I think that people are creating more than ever now. Mm, I think they are because it's, um, one of the only things that artists can do at the moment, I suppose, isn't it? It's just work on new music. You can't go out and tour it, can you? Exactly. And what um, tends to inspire your songwriting, do you think? And has that changed over the years at all? Um, I'd say so. I think when I was first starting uh, to write songs, I would look at artists that I love and hope to emulate the same kind of like emotional uh, response uh, with my music. And I think... Uh, as time has gone on, I, I, I really tend to draw inspiration from my own experiences and the people around me. And I, I really do find uh, the different like characters and people and, and situations that I come across. Um, I'll have my own perspective or my own, um, I guess, uh, artistic perspective of the situation and kind of appreciate it, even if it's tragic or if it's happy or not. But I, I really tend to draw inspiration from the people around me mm, okay yeah and um so the music video for your single rivers was filmed in paris of course where you are now and um, also featured your husband again recurring theme and the song has surpassed one million streams so congratulations um is that surreal to hear that after all of your hard work that things are really starting to take off for you absolutely um i i didn't expect that um and i you know, we, I think I, I put a lot of, there was a lot of heart put into that song. Um, it started as an acoustic song. Um, it was just two chords on a guitar and me singing the words. And then um, my friend Aaron from a band called Twin Oaks um, started collaborating with me on the song. And then my friend Sean Friday from a band called Dead Sarah in Los Angeles. Um, he fell in love with the song and then he produced it to this whole other level. And then I ended up with uh, Travis Warner and Mike Shupan uh, for the grand finale of, of finishing it up. But the song had gone through so many progressions and, um, and I had this uh, vision for the music video that supervision, the creative agency in Paris helped me uh, accomplish. And, you know, I think that if I had known that it was going to get as much attention as it, as it has, um, I, I, I might not have been so uh, uh, quick to do it, you know. I think um, when you expect success, you get way more um, 
almost OCD about it. You get way more particular about what uh, you're creating. And I think when you just like let go and create what you want to create, it ends up, uh, you actually end up doing it, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, And I know Rivers is a song you wrote in 2015. So it was when you were reminiscing about a relationship with someone who you said was locked up inside. So tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind this song. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was um, a relationship that had too many ups and downs and, um, you know, had me way too distracted uh, by it to focus on myself or my dreams. And um, I think admit it, I just realized that I had to admit to myself what was actually going on, whether I remained in it or not. Um, And I just wanted to, I wrote this really long poem that Rivers is actually a shortened version of, but it was just um, almost like a journal entry about admitting to myself that I knew it was uh, it was going to end. It was bound to end. It wasn't good for me. And uh, yet somehow I was still addicted to it, you know? And I think mm-hmm. um, that's what the song is about is just admitting that aspect of um, that relationship to myself. songwriting tends to be better or more meaningful maybe if you take it from a place of you know your real experiences um you know things that have actually happened to you yeah I I do um it's funny I was having a discussion with a a fellow musician a few years back about that and um you know some people tend to read books or uh, watch movies or find these different sources of inspiration of stories that you know, don't involve their own personal experiences in life. And for me, it's the only thing that I can turn to um, for uh, inspiration to write. And I think because in ways it's like a form of therapy, it's a a form of like emotional relief is to say things the exact way that you want to say them. And in that there is a relief, you know, um, there's not many uh, chances in your life where you can say things exactly as you want to. And I think art is definitely like the best avenue to do so, you know? Mm, maybe so, it's even um, easier to say it through a song than maybe saying something in, in real life. Absolutely. And you always say it better in a song, you know? <laughs> yeah. And plus it can rhyme as well. 
(laughs) (laughs) and uh, you're eventually going to release an album aren't you so um whenever that is you know ready in the world do you have uh, any ideas in mind the kind of themes for the album or what you know you might hope to convey or people might be able to learn about you from it yeah um I really want the next um set of songs uh, to be very cohesive and all kind of part of a, a same storyline. Um, I, I also do want to release a series of uh, three videos that all kind of are intertwined and uh, are part of the same, I guess, universe for lack of a better word, but, um, you know, like lyrically and, and storyline wise, all um, it's a conceptual thing, you know, so that everything is part of the same uh, story, but I guess that's all I'd say about it. <laughs> for now okay yeah that's fair enough we don't want you to you know give anything away so that's fine um and i'm curious as well how have social media platforms and particularly tiktok for you helped you get your music in front of more people and create a fan base i mean i think it's uh for someone who you know uh stays inside most of uh, her life anyway creating um i think that social media is probably the best avenue uh that I've ever had to get my art out there. Um, for years, I had like a Tumblr blog, for example, where I had like thousands of fans uh, following my music process, and then um, Tumblr died uh, to an extent. Um, and then, you know, Instagram is what it is. But TikTok has been quite surprising because I actually wasn't very much a, a fan of TikTok um, until my husband posted that video because my feed tended to be things that I was not interested in. But then I realized that TikTok, once you use it more and more, it actually starts, um, the algorithm algorithm starts feeding you content that you probably will like. And um, as I've used it more, I've realized that it's like such an amazing platform that forces people to create uh, more than any other social media platform out there. And so for me, I mean, obviously it's it's obvious, but like with my husband's video and and that avenue of getting um, people to support my art and actually finding a fan base of people um, has been, I mean, it's been invaluable. It's been, it's been priceless. And I think um, especially in a, in a time where we're all locked down or quarantined that I don't know what we would do without social media uh, artists or not, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a way for us to keep connected. Yeah, I totally agree. It's just um, completely changed things with regards to the way people market themselves. I mean, musicians, it just wouldn't even be possible 10 or a little bit more years ago, would it? So it's just amazing now what people can achieve without necessarily the biggest team, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. um, I really hope that the music industry catches up (laughs) with the (laughs) progress. (laughs) So what um what advice would you give to any artist trying to make their way in the music business today? You know, any any do's and do nots that you've picked up along the way? Yeah, I mean, I think uh don't waste don't waste your time with things that don't actually matter in the end or don't have longevity. I think um persistence and actually just like continually believing in yourself or believing in your vision and making it better and fine tuning it. Um is worth more than anything. Um, there are people who uh, maybe are half as talented as someone who has made it nowhere and they make it because they're persistent. And so um, I just think that that uh, persistence is key to any success. And that would be my number one um, point of advice to any artist. 
Mm-hmm. And I know aside from music, uh, you touched on it earlier, you're focused on expanding your self-established non-profit treehouse. So it's a monthly music and writing event held at pop-up locations in LA and um, started as an intimate night from your living room and then rapidly expanded. Of course, it's currently postponed um, due to the pandemic, unfortunately, but it does have a big online presence, doesn't it? So tell us a bit about Treehouse and why you founded it. Well, um, yeah, so Treehouse, I think, I don't know, I guess five years ago now, I was, um, someone had uh, messaged me some promotion for their film or their album or something, and I I recognized that I had this uh, rejection to it. Like, I actually wasn't interested in looking at what they had created, and it wasn't because of the person or that I don't like art. It was actually just that I felt like someone was sending me something every day and that there was, like, so much uh, self-promotion and um, overwhelming social media feeds, you know? And Mm so I was like, wait, this isn't right. I can't believe that I'm not taking the time to appreciate and delve into this. And I was like, wait, I feel like I need people to come to my house and show me what they're working on. I want my friends to come over and show me what they're working on because I want to have like an intimate experience with it. So that's where it took root. And then, um, the first event, I think I had like 20 people over and I wouldn't even consider it an event. It was kind of a dinner, you know? And um, by the third, uh, after that night, we had so much fun. We did it again. And by the third event, there was like 150 to 200 people uh, jammed in my living room just from word of mouth. And so I recognized, all right, well, Los Angeles obviously needs this. So I decided to make it a pop-up event. And basically for the last five years, I've been popping up um, almost every single month. and we have about 200 to 300 people come every month, different locations. Um, it's remained free, free to perform, free to attend. Uh, we threw a festival a few years ago um, with like uh, uh, 25 bands, 25 films. Um, we fundraise for charities. Um, we've done, you know, whatever. We've done so many different things over the last five years. But basically, it's this uh, not-for-profit organization that exposes artists mm-hmm. and um it's definitely a passion of mine and are you all staying in touch um during the pandemic while you're not be able, able to physically meet up um yeah we actually launched a quarantine concert and um that was basically people performing on instagram uh for treehouse quarantine concert and we had like i mean it spread far and wide and ended up being like 50,000 people performed uh, for it. And we had like major bands perform and um, it was a way to keep busy as artists uh, while we were locked down. Mm-hmm. And what do you think your plans are musically for the rest of the year? Or are you going to be focusing on um, maybe doing some stuff for your new album, maybe writing for that? Yes. Um, I went into the studio for 10 days and did uh, some really great writing demos. And then my producer actually is trying to fly to Paris in the next couple of days. And we're going to finish up uh, the writing on those songs and then go into the studio when I'm back in America and hopefully have the songs dropped by Christmas so that um, we can get music videos done and release something in early 2021. Okay, and I guess people can always catch you and your husband on TikTok in the meantime, is that right? Yeah, TikTok, Instagram, so we'll we'll be there. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Okay, Skandra, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and to learn a bit about you and your music. So um, thank you so much.
Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Have a great day then. Me too. Bye. Bye. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.